0: Long radio. Going on well. We rock Fidel Revolutionary Radio Checking in once again. Brand new semester. Live live from the four one four. We about to get into some real heavy conversation as we always introduce and tell you. Just make sure that you take some time and check out the previous episodes. A lot of information that you definitely want to catch. A lot of informational help, resources and other things from our previous guests. So like we always intro we tell you check out the archive episodes, get your pen and your paper and make sure you get your notes together because we connect you with comrades from all across the globe and I'm guaranteeing you, you're going to be surprised. You never know who you see. It's never a sleeper episode. We get right into it. This is part of our Staying Healthy series today. Like I told you, we kicked off a new semester, and it's going to be some great guests that are going to join us, and today is no exception. We have a mental health counselor, psychologist, and so much more on the line with us to speak on and build with us about our youth, for one, educating our youth, also utilizing the culture of hip-hop and incorporating hip-hop into healing our young people and our families, because that's what it comes down to. And so that conversation is no stranger to my listeners, because everybody that we bring on is a frontliner and is involved with that constructive change in that effort to transform uh ourselves and our families and our communities and our youth and our um our future for that matter so without no further delay you are tuned in to fidel revolutionary radio we want to thank dr dia are you on the line with us
1: i am how are you doing
0: Hey, I'm great, sis. I'm great checking in live. I'm going to let you introduce yourself to my listening audience because you've done a lot of things and, and you've been a lot of places and, and, and I don't want to like, shortchange it by far. So um, I'm excited to have you. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be with us and, and break it down a little bit about what you do and um, tell my audience about who you are and um, shoot out your information so they can you know follow along with us.
1: For show. Well, my name is Adia McClellan winfrey D, better known as Dr. Dia. I do have a doctorate degree in clinical psychology, and I'm the developer and author of Hype Healing Young People Through Empowerment. And what Hype is is a 12-session curriculum that focuses on um, understanding where we come from. Initially, when I developed the program, it was for uh, black teenage boys, but through my work, um, In the field, I recognize that it was all of our youth, you know, not just the boys, not even just black youth, our Latino brothers and sisters, even um, white youth who are, you know, lower income, especially I'm in Georgia. I'm in Stone Mountain, Georgia, and um, in some of the rural areas of Georgia, a lot of the things that uh, the white kids are going through are very similar to uh, what our youth are going through. You know, they have white privilege, which we don't have, but, you know, a lot of those issues are the same. So HYPE was designed to address these issues um, through hip-hop. And in every session, uh, we play songs, some old, some newer, from artists that the youth are familiar with, and they're challenged to think beyond what they know, to think beyond what their communities have taught them,
0: so by the end of
1: that 12th session, they're able to develop their own goals, not just, you know, goals to appease adults or, you know, just saying something that sounds good or actually, you know, thinking about what their dream life looks like and how they can put that into motion where they are now. So hype is the problem that's been used all over the country. Um I do it a lot with kids who are on probation or are currently, you know, locked up in juvenile correction facilities which are usually, you know, young people that have had it the roughest, you know, they've they've seen just unimaginable things. And so, um, these are the kids that I the society gives up on, and you know I'm not willing to give up on our youth; they're too great, and if we give up on them, we're basically giving up on ourselves so um you can follow me on twitter um at dr diaz and um I'm also on my phone Facebook and I have a website let's dot com and you can learn more information about me and uh, purchase the book and just kind of keep up with what I'm doing in
0: the community. Bam, bam, bam. Right. <laughs> that is, is, is a, a great spill. We're going to bag it up. We're going to rewind because you covered a lot uh-huh. of where I wanted to go with our conversation. And um, yeah. it's a lot. That's why I said I appreciate it. We're going to mm-hmm. take our time and chop it up. And a lot of our listeners like uh, that's tuned in, um, they are either educators, artists, activists, professionals that um, may be parents also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, feel free to, you know, get really in-depth about the details of of your expertise because I I really think that's important. So just back up a little bit and talk about how you began this journey as far as establishing your own youth program as Uh well as uh, uh, incorporating hip-hop behind your, um, I guess, academic background. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, um, people ask me that all the time, and really my journey, you know, began with the family I was born into. I was born into a very proud family that is connected to our history, you know, whereas other people look at the period of enslavement in America as a shameful period. I was always raised to be proud, and to feel proud about what my ancestors went through and the things that they overcame. And so that was always instilled in me. And so uh, when I was, you know, just a youth coming up and um, seeing how how my peers would kind of look at themselves, I I looked at myself on, on, I guess, a higher plane. And so I recognized the importance of discussing oppression, discussing the impact of oppression. And that's kind of how the journey of height began for me as a youth Uh, when I graduated with my bachelor's degree. I graduated from a historically black college, Wilberforce University, and um, I went on uh, and worked on my doctorate degree, and it was somewhat of a culture shock because uh, the university was much bigger and much wider, and um, I, I kind of felt out of place. I really did feel out of place. Um, my first year, I actually dropped out of the program because I felt inferior. I felt, you know, that I didn't fit in with the other people and things like that, but um, thankfully, you know, by the grace of God, the um, the dean and other people at the university brought me back in. And I looked at that as an opportunity to bring myself to the program. Instead of looking at myself being different as a negative, I looked at it as a positive. And so I've always been connected to hip-hop culture, always, always love rap music. And so what I started doing, Tupac was my favorite uh My favorite rap artist, he um, died my senior year in high school, and so um, I just started figuring out ways I could incorporate rap music and Tupac and making the connections between um, the topics that were discussed in different songs and mental health and um, making the connections between things that we went through during the period of enslavement and topics that were discussed in rap songs. And so that was kind of how it began. And as I started researching more and looking into the programs that were being used around the country, I saw that even though black males, you know, are overrepresented in juvenile justice and juvenile corrections. None of the programs that were being used on a national level specifically addressed this population. And so that became my goal. That became, you know, my incentive for staying in this program and graduating. And so uh, my dissertation was hype. I actually started my dissertation, and uh, I defended it, and I was really well-received by my dissertation panel, went on to use the, uh, the program at the juvenile correction facility where i interned and again the youth were just i mean literally the kids that were at the facility because i could only have so many kids in the group they were getting their workbook stolen by other kids it was like such a hot demand group which the facility had never seen they're like you know the kids don't want to go to therapy like howdy what are you doing with these kids that they're fighting over the the material for group and so i knew i was onto something then and um It's just kind of taken on a life of its own, and I'm grateful, you know, to be in this position. But that's that's pretty much how hype started. And, you know, now I do – I have a mentoring program called the Hype Movement where I actually just work with youth in my own neighborhood and in my community and take some of the principles of hype and use it in my daily interactions with them.
0: And that's uh, really what it comes down to as well, being able to – apply these uh yep. different things that we know and you know different trainings that we we may uh go through and so on and so forth. So I mean, you know, part of that story in itself is inspirational and um like I said, you know, you you you, you leading into part of what I want wanted to ask you about. And one of those things is um now if I'm if I'm a, a person that's outside of quote unquote I put it in, in quotations, hip hop culture. Um mm-hmm. Because I'm outside of it um how 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 would you explain to me that it's important or that it is valid to use hip hop um in the educational setting and then uh-huh. also in the mental health setting because our children suffering from a lot of different um uh psychological issues dietary mm-hmm. issues um just a uh, uh, layers of different things and then uh we see hip hop as uh a, a Kind of adding fuel to those things and creating the mm-hmm. atmosphere where those things are acceptable, and so mm-hmm. I don't really want my children to be exposed to this when I'm trying to keep them away from uh, negativity and and all of this uh, drugs and prison culture that's uh just 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 infiltrated hip hop. How mm-hmm. do you? tell me that that is something that uh, my kids will benefit from or um, my kids need or mm-hmm. me as a parent, I might need to understand more.
1: Mm. Okay, that's that's really good because I get that a lot. And the way, you know, the way I kind of explain that, for one, is that hip-hop culture is not going anywhere for the simple fact that hip-hop culture has always been here. And my own um, theory of what hip-hop is, you know, we have this, you know, ongoing debate about what it is. But I look at hip-hop as a spirit, and we can look back to um, African traditions and, you know, see the direct link between hip-hop culture as we know it today and ancient African traditions. But as we look, you know, more towards, you know, hip-hop as we know in the 80s, 90s, and so on, when I was a kid, you know, growing up in the 80s, adults tried to keep, you know, me and my peers away from hip-hop. And it's impossible. You can't stop culture. You can't stop young people from connecting to what they connect to. So, you know, thinking that keep that you keeping kids away from hip hop and stopping anything is not. Also um what I look at is the fact that uh because youth do connect to the culture, it's on us as the adults to um help them understand, you know, what they are consuming. I would much rather be um you know, be the one there to kind of explain and process with the young person about the songs that they're listening to, then to think, you know, that I'm this big entity that can keep them away from the music, and then they're listening to it with their friends and coming up with all kind of crazy, you know, ideas about what life is about. Anytime we let media raise our children, which has really been, you know, what's gone on, I think, you know, pretty much my, my whole existence, um, the, the cultural media raising kids, you know, parents sipping kids in front of the TV, that kind of thing, that's always going to be a problem. So when we responsibly take a culture, that was created by young people. You know, hip-hop as we know it today was created by young people
0: who um,
1: were oppressed, who had limited resources, but they found a way to find their voice. I think that that's power. And that's part of the goal of hype, is helping young people find their voice. You might not like it. You might not understand it. And I'm the first one to say, you know, all the messages in hip-hop are not the best messages, but the reality is whether hip-hop culture and rap music existed or not, the messages would be there. Oppression of women didn't start in 1979 with Rappers Delight. Um, You know, the system of incarceration didn't start in 1979. I just um, watched this documentary called Slavery by another name. And uh it's said that in eighteen ninety with the prison leasing system, the statistics of black men in prison are identical to how they are today. We were twelve percent of the population and thirty percent of the prison population. So it's irresponsible, you know, for people to, to connect hip-hop, you know, saying there's a direct link between hip-hop and all of these negative things. Um, In addition, you know, we uh, have to look at how our education system and even our mental health system, the origins of these uh, systems that were put in place, they weren't necessarily put in place
0: or um,
1: African-American youth or Latino youth or lower-income youth. They were designed for white, middle-class people. And um, we're doing ourselves a, a disservice by not including things that are diverse, you know, not just hip-hop culture, but there's other elements and diverse elements that can be included in mental health as well as education. Hip-hop is my um, intervention of choice because, again, it, it personally – affected my life, the things that I went through. um, I just had this conversation with my kids. I have um, four children who are ages seven, six, and I have four-year-old twins. And uh, one of the kids I mentor, um, she's 16, and she um, is pregnant now. She's five months pregnant. And so I'm trying to, like, explain to them, because in their head, it's like, oh, you got to be married to be pregnant. And so I'm trying to explain to them, you know, that that's not necessarily true. And I told them, you know, when I was in sixth grade, when I was 11, my 11-year-old classmate and basketball teammate was pregnant. She had a baby. And this was the same time that Tupac's Brenda's Got a Baby came out. And so this gave me and my mom an opportunity to discuss and build on what that meant. And so just in my own experience, I recognize hip-hop's power. And it's on um, us as the adults again and as the professionals to get off of our soapbox thinking that we know everything and bring the youth into the fold, into the discussion to help them find their voice.
0: Yes. I was shaking my head yes the whole time. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes
0: that's yes, what yes, it yes, is. Yes, uh, I'm telling you. That's yes. what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and and it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And I and I go through the same thing. And like I told you, I said yo, I appreciate like uh, what you do on a, on a whole other level because I'm in the trenches and I have those conversations. And, and when I read you know a lot of what you do in the I said wow. I said sis is right there and and she going hard. And so we support what you're doing. And like I said, if you have things coming up, you know we're gonna talk. About that in a little while, but however it comes down, that yeah, we can support what you're doing. We all about that. So as you stated for, sure. for a, a second, tell us about the response from the young people, your students, um, mm-hmm. you know, the neighborhood kids. Like, what's some of the response from from the young folks? Well,
1: um, as far as a mentoring program, the height movement. Um the kids, I mean, I inspired them, but they inspire me more than I think they ever would really realize. But the way that even started was because I go around and speak at different schools and things all the time. And so um, last year I spoke at Redan High School, which is in Stone Mountain, and there was a young lady. Uh, she was a freshman, and she and I just got into this good conversation at the end of the meeting, and she's like, I want to be your intern. I want to work with you some kind of way. And you know people say that all the time, but I just felt like it was divine intervention for she and I to meet. So we end up, I I end up getting invited back to the school, and she saw me and like snuck into the presentation. And so I'm like, okay, you know, like we gotta stay in contact. And so um, I've had all these amazing things happen in my life the last year. I was featured in Jet magazine and um, on Tom Joyner and NPR, and Michael Bay's, and all these. Um, great media outlets, and I'm like, you know, I need some young people around me to experience this because we are telling them lies, feeding them lies about what life is, telling them that if you so-called play by the rules and keep quiet and do what everybody tells you, life is great, when it's really not. You have to be bold. You have to step out on faith. And so um, through meeting this young lady, Brandy, she just started introducing me to her friends. And um, I was just seeing how how like life and school and all these systems that are put in place were just silencing their voices and so um what i do is i just encourage the young people i'm like whatever it is that grown people tell you that you do too much or get over it or that's stupid or that'll never make you money and that kind of thing i'm like that might be the thing that you need to look at the most i'm like if it's something that people tease you about you know, I criticize you about, sometimes that could be the one thing that can set you apart from everybody else and be, be the thing that, you know, pushes you to the next level because that was my experience. And um, so what I do is we just, we meet, you know, we, we talk, we have building sessions when we can, <clears throat> when I get invited to events um, that I can bring them to, I do. Sometimes, I mean, we'll just, like, go to the park and just you know, just talk about what they're going through, talk about their goals and dreams. Because, again, that's the overall goal of the hype curriculum and the hype movement is helping young people find their voices. We can't keep silencing young people and, and make it turn them into robots and you know, trying to make them into our image, like who said that we did everything right you know, so um that's what it's about and and through their ups and downs and their mistakes and going through the trials and tribulations of life, I just want to be there for them, encouraging them all the way, you know because I just feel like as adults um we act like we we did everything perfect. That's one thing I remember. I have this vivid memory of being a teenager and saying to myself, like, I never want to be one of those adults. I always want to remember what it was like to be a teenager and to be a kid. And um And that's what I tell them all the time. And, you know, it doesn't matter what, you know, what it is that they're going through, whether it's, you know, telling me that they're pregnant or telling me that they didn't get into school or whatever it is, or the great, you know, amazing things that they do. I just want to be there to support them and let them know that is the journey of life. That is what life is about. And through it all, you know, hip-hop always comes up because they have a love of hip-hop. Well, You know, some of them are are, um, rap artists, some of them are spoken word artists, dancers, singers, in their spare time. And I just encourage them to embrace all of those things. Because it's not just about going to school and sitting in a desk. It's about finding out who you are. You know, this is the the 21st century, and I always tell them, I said, I know your parents tell you all the time, you got to go to school to get a good job. And I'm like, that doesn't exist anymore. Like, take it from me, the so-called good job is non existent you have to create your own path and your own opportunity that's the only good job
0: and um
1: again they inspire me and i just watch all the growth and, and accomplishments and um i i need to say this before i forget um the the world-renowned you know wonderful rapper activist rhyme fest he and i had this debate um last week about what a movement is and um he said a lot of things that at first I was just really not feeling, you know, about what a movement is. But um, one thing that I just cannot get out of my head, he was like, you know, we have enough movements to say that they're movements, so what are we really doing? You know, what what change are we really affecting? And is it enough to say that, you know, you you have a movement and you're not affecting real change? And so I would just challenge everybody listening you start your own movement. You know, if you're in a neighborhood and there's a child, a teenager that lives next door to you, you need to get to know that person. We got to get out of the the thinking that it's the school systems or the government that's gonna make these changes that we want to see and that we need to see. It comes down to us. And so that is what the young people who I work with on a personal level, that's what they've shown me, that it's our individual contact with each other that's going to be what makes the difference. We can't keep sitting around saying, well, these rap artists aren't going to the schools and Lil Wayne's not, you know, doing this, that, and the third. It's not Lil Wayne's responsibility. It's our responsibility as individuals to get out here and mentor our youth, or it's going to, you know, be our demise. So I had to get that out before I forgot, but... um.
0: Oh, that's yeah, real talk, and, uh, yeah. and I appreciate that. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, right quick, I got a caller that might be online to ask you a question, and um, okay. we'll have to call the whole for a second. And I just wanted to read a piece of the hype creed. We got Doctor D on the line, and you can check out www.letsgethype.com Let's dot com to find out more information about. Her services, her programs, and how you can get involved. And we have a lot of people that are interested with this topic, and it's a hot conversation across the country. And uh, we are live right now, VY Fidel Revolutionary Radio. Part of the hype creed says, I believe in myself. I will accomplish my goals. You can say it with me now, Dr. Deep. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I know that I have gifts. And it is my job to share these gifts with my family, with my community, and with the world. I will remain true to the hip-hop culture and will adopt the virtue of peace, which our community was founded on. I am learning that we all make mistakes and it is my responsibility to learn from my mistakes. So that's just part of the creed that the young people take a part of, as she was explaining, um, what some of the awakenings and some of the sharings that happening in the different programs and different sessions. And like you said, on the street, sometimes it could be a session and it starts in the families and it ends with the families. And that's what you were talking about then. And that's what we talk about here on this platform here. It's big. And that's where the extension of everything else comes from. So we working hard to make sure that, uh, you know, our listening audience connect with you and connect with the other comrades that we try to give voice to because you're doing great works on the ground. Uh, we got a caller from 614. Do you have a question or comment? I'm just listening in. That's all good. Hello? Okay. Hello? 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 Yes, yes.
2: Hey, peace, everyone. Hi. Um. Yeah, I was just listening in, but I would love to comment that, I, too, uh, this is Levolution from um, from Twitter. My name is Rebecca. Thanks, hey, <laughs> thanks everyone. Uh, just want to say, you know, um, I support the, the the Let's Get Hype movement. I think it's wonderful. I'm um, in the process of trying to get into Ohio, you know, and I think it's really important, uh, just to reiterate what Dr. Dia had said about, you know, that we we are the movement. We as individuals yeah. can get in our communities, and we can do the work. You know, we don't have to wait for Someone to come and save us, or someone to, someone to give us some curriculum to do it? Well, we can get out there and do it. We can partner with people like Dr. Diaz who have done the work, and and we can we can grab it and we can do it right here in our own community. So I just wanted to give some love and support to what everyone's doing. So that's about it. hey, we
0: appreciate that. Appreciate that.
2: Yes, yes, yes. So keep doing what you're doing, guys.
0: All right. Thank you. Love All right. to the revolution that yes. is. appreciated. Once again, we have Dr. D on the line who is um, not only a hip-hop scholar, if you will, but, you know, a doctor and an author. Tell us briefly, like, about the book. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, the book, um, actually, like I said, you know, um, Hype was my dissertation, my doctoral dissertation. And um, I decided when I first started writing it and I was really seeing um, the opportunities there, I said that I was going to get the book published, you know, get this published and have it in book form. And um, that is exactly what I did. And so uh, the book, Hype, Killing Young People Through Empowerment, It includes the research, the scientific research that I did to develop the program. So, yeah, hip-hop culture is included, but it was definitely research-based. And uh, that was an important thing because this is one of the first, if not the
2: first, Uh,
1: doctoral dissertation that showcases hip-hop culture in a positive light, and so I wanted the science to be there. In addition, um, the handouts and worksheets that were used in the uh, initial uh, round of the program is included in the book, so parents Around the country have purchased the book and have done activities with their children they um the songs that were in the uh, first version of the program because some of the songs have changed um they're included in the book as well, and so um I get calls and emails and just comments from parents who are telling me um you know how this has helped their communication with their young people, especially parents whose kids have started getting into a little bit of trouble um I actually just finished my second book. Um, that's called The Hype Life Pyramid. It's a really short book. It's a, a little 20-page workbook, but this is written um for teenagers. I wrote this book for teenagers in their language, you know, in a way that they can understand for those young people who I can't physically get to. It's like a shortened version of hype that a young person can experience just by reading the book and doing the activities. So um, we're, we're going
0: to... All- Pardon me, t- tell me t- tell us where uh, tell my audience where they can get the hype book from and mm-hmm. you know, the upcoming projects. Tell us what you got coming up down the line and how people can get involved.
1: For sure. Well the book, um, Hype Healing Young People Through Empowerment is available on my website, let's get hype dot com. It's also available on Amazon and at Barnes and Noble and um Black owned bookstores around the country, and the hype life pyramid we're going to sell that as an ebook so just keep checking the website let's get hype dot com and um we'll have more information about that but we're tentatively looking at um spring two thousand twelve for the release of the hype life pyramid and um i recently actually uh this past weekend i just um Got the honor of being outstanding alumni for 2012 at the university uh, that I received my doctorate degree from. And, um, so I'm going to be doing, um, some more work in Ohio, in Dayton, Ohio, um, through the university and, um, and expanding what hip hop is and taking hip hop to, I mean, it's already in academia, already being, um, explored and co- on college campuses, but I want, uh, college students to be able to recognize that hip hop can be used in the work they're doing. It's not enough to discuss it in a scholarly um, academic environment, but we got to really take the culture and take it to the people. So um, I'm actually working on that now, putting together a hype college curriculum.
0: Nice nice and once again shoot out your contact Dr. D we appreciate you spending time with us and explaining why everyone should be hype and why everyone should be involved with youth empowerment and education and utilizing the phenomenon of hip hop that's that's basically uh, universal and international so you know it's uh, like we say it's very important what you're doing we support you and we salute you just shoot out your contacts again so people know how to reach out to you and possibly network Work towards support with your efforts are.
1: Definitely. Well, you can um, follow me on Twitter at Dr. Dia, that's D R D I A. I'm also on Facebook, Facebook.com um, slash Dr. Dia. And uh, you can always reach me on our website, let's get hype.com. We do a newsletter called the hype communicator you can sign up for that and uh we update our news and events so if i'm going to be somewhere um which i you know like i said i travel a lot we include that on the website we also uh, include that in our newsletter so uh the hype communicator newsletter sign up for that on let's get hype.com
0: fresh fresh once again, y'all, make sure you check for it. Let's get Hyped.com. dot com. Levi Fidel Revolutionary Radio. We appreciate y'all's support. Make sure y'all tune in and keep it locked. Check out the previous episodes. You never know who you will hear right here. All right, peace.
2: Yes, peace, peace. <laughs>